This is Critical Nonsense, our high lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, I ask Joey about reflection. I don't need to pod. I make money moves. This is what a Joey sounds like. (laughs) Oh, wow. And this is what an executive producer and motorsport Jess Vander sounds like. Hi, this is Jess. Which motorsport? Motorsport. Put that thing in sport. Skirt, skirt. Uh, (laughs) You know, Cardi B. And Migos and Nicki Minaj, their masterwork, motorsport. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Sorry. This is, this is going to fall off the rails real quickly. It's hard Do when there have... isn't someone who knows what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> who here knows Which what is Joey's always. talking about? <laughs> yeah. Aaron can come kind of close sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Or at least he can play it off like he... He knows. Yeah, Meanwhile, he can, I'm he like, can ah, fool me. nope. <laughs> he can convince me that he has some idea of what's going on inside my head. Yes. Um, whereas you, even if you do know what's going on inside my head, refuse to acknowledge. <laughs> For clarity's like, sake, come on. <laughs> you are the counter fringe. Aaron will always try to make me feel like he knows what I'm talking about, even when he doesn't. And you will always try to make me feel like you don't know what I'm talking about, even when you do. So are you telling me I'm a conversational gas lamp? (laughs) (laughs) Gaslighting all over. (laughs) I just know when you actually know what I'm talking about and are being incalcitrant. Jess, do we have any housekeeping? What did we talk about last week? We got some listener comments about... Uh, the packing episode in which they told you to grow up. Uh, <laughs> Excuse you? Wait, <laughs> that's, me? That's true. <laughs> yeah. I put, I put that in that message in the Critical Nonsense thread. What did they say? Uh, it said, um, I felt seen when you said I've never checked a bag, one backpack, and one duffel. Grow up. Hopefully you survived your travels. I don't know. Uh, was vacation Jess satisfied with non-vacation Jess's packing job? I don't know. I'm feeling pretty wounded by this comment right here. <laughs> it's a little unnecessary. Uh, it was my little brother. And if you need to know, he may be listening to this. He needs to grow up. So. <laughs> oh, ageism. It, it's, yeah. Um, well... If there's no other housekeeping and you are done being wounded by Jared K. Meyer, uh, what do you have to discuss this week? See, here's the thing. (laughs) Right? Yeah. The thing is, I am naturally a person who thinks a lot about (laughs) what's happening what i have seen what has been said i'm just a natural reflector um and you shine light back into the universe yeah 
Well, sometimes, you know, there's like the, I had recently read this article about um, rumination, which is like mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, like getting stuck in a mental loop of negative thinking, which um, it's an interesting article. Um, but I, I, that's sort of like the dark side of being someone who naturally reflects. But I, I think that what I'm more interested in, because there's so much you can get into, you know, about that dark side alone, but I think even just the light side of being somebody who naturally just reflects upon what's happening. And I think, um, you know, in my experience, at least it has correlated with my interest in, um, you know, development and trying to grow and learn from things that I'm doing and better understanding myself and those types of things. Um, and I find that I do it all the time. Like at the end of the day, I think, Oh, how, you know, how was my day? What did I do today? Uh, like anything weird that happened today or like anything that I'm still thinking about. Um, meanwhile, I've had some conversations with other folks. Um, and was talking about this with Ryan where reflection in that as sort of like a natural muscle habit is not for everyone or is not something that is as intuitive as I might think just based on my own experience that it actually takes more effort or sort of um, a concerted exercise to be like, huh, let me, let let me think about that. Uh, Meanwhile, for me, I'm like, I'm constantly thinking about it. I'm just like, how did that go? And maybe that comes with being like a more, anxious personality to me again the dark side of things but i it it just got me wondering about reflection as an instinct and i i don't know i'm curious to unpack this this question how do we reflect it's interesting because i i think i also identify as a reflective person although the sort of qualia i think in how i might describe it would be different or um you know we we've spoken about this i think in the past right where you spoke about rumination sort of being stuck in negative things i i've often talked about maybe here but certainly outside of here about perseveration which is sort of getting stuck in a thought not explicitly Mm -hmm. a a negative one but sort of like you know, coming from persevering at one thing. And, and I've, you know, I've noticed for me, right, like perseveration is highly correlated with ADHD and it tends to happen in sort of, for me, high amplitude negative emotions. Is that just uh, stubbornness? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I certainly have perseveration in other things, which would probably be more about stubbornness but in this idea of sort of like reflection mm-hmm. when an, an experience happens that elicits some high amplitude negative emotion anger frustration feeling disrespected whatever those types of things are i i tend to get stuck in them and mm-hmm. and like ruminate to your point yeah um but where my mind had gone and i think maybe in our like pre-show conversation, maybe where we're, we have a, a little bit of a point of difference maybe, is that uh, reflection to me feels highly narrative. And I don't know that that has to be. And maybe it's just sort of like a, uh, 
a sort of egocentric perspective insofar as I mean that like my internal experience is highly narrative. I, I feel like I have a very strong internal monologue and it is like always going not even, I don't experience that as necessarily a negative thing. It is just like my mind is always running and I'm thinking about good things or bad things or like what's coming next or how, you know, trying to process or make sense of things. And so you know, in, in you sort of mentioning that Ryan doesn't tend to experience that same type of reflection that you do, or whether it is sort of like an instinctive impulse to be reflecting or whatever, like my, you know, Becky, my wife does also, she says that she doesn't have an internal monologue, which statistically like a a fair number of people don't we we I put the question into Google Bard before this just to get a quick response on some of the statistics and it seems like there's like a bell curve on how much people experience that and so I'm curious if you you know in in the ways in which you reflect like do you think there are positive outcomes like what is the experience of reflection like for you yeah, I mean, however it's processed, and that's, I think, the thing of, like, the inter- internal monologue of, like, are you processing, like, is it the form that your thinking is taking? I do think that there are, it's not just the dark side, that there are these light side good outcomes that can come of it. Like, it, first and foremost, to me, is, like, a, a way to um, experience gratitude is, like, if you are, yeah, absolutely. if you are reflecting on, like, you know what? That was great. Like, yeah, it can be morbid if you take it down like a, a a negative path, but like, just like actually, you know what? Like, this was a really good thing. Or in fact, it can even inspire you to like, um, you know, not just gratitude for gratitude's sake, but like, you know what? That was like so cool. I should reach out and like set up plans with that person again because it was such a positive interaction. Like, you know, it it can sort of create that cycle of good things. I think it can also. Mm-hmm. It can it can probably be like a healthy amount of like I don't know uh like a reality check with yourself of like like I I screwed up on this thing today and like I'm embarrassed about that but like getting in touch with your feelings at all can be a good thing to have that self awareness um mm-hmm. so I I think to for me it's like certainly it's an instinctive impulse but it is also one that I. I feel like it has a balance of enough good that it's it's not worth trying to suppress or anything. Yeah, I think, you know, the reason I brought up the internal monologue and the narrative self type of idea is because so much of reflection is a or or maybe all of reflection is this the process of of trying to formulate opinions and make sense of past experiences and and for me it becomes difficult to imagine how it is a useful activity if it's not processed into language in some capacity i think that's the benefit of people who have strong internal monologues is that you're able to internally process through language but the reason why right whether it's therapy or journaling or uh you know sort of uh like taking an inventory of learnings or of a year or any of those things are valuable is because 
you are in some capacity processing through language how you are interpreting a certain situation. And so I think, right, you know, when uh, I think a big reason why people go to talk therapy is just to be able to have facilitated reflection and make sense of things. And, and certainly also, I think, to come up with strategies about those um, situations. But like reflection for reflection's sake, I think, to your point is, you know, feels like a little bit hollow, right? Like, what are you trying to get? Are you trying to like do better the next time? Are you trying to like eliminate a behavior? Are you trying to, you know, uh, find learnings or identify things that might be causing problems? Like it, then it makes sense. Um, but you're always in that, in those instances, it is reflection with like sort of end game of improvement in some capacity, whether even if it's just like your experience of your day-to-day life. Right. I mean, that's probably true if, like when you're thinking about reflection for the sake of your yourself. But I think in the context of um, others, reflection can also be helpful to understand other people better, to connect with your loved mm-hmm. ones. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a reason that at Thanksgiving, people go around and they say like, oh, what are you thankful for? And you like share it. Because there's something about like you... In this case, that would be like an external reflection, the language that is, you know, you'd be talking it out loud, Um, but that that can create a kind of like empathy and Mm -hmm. uh, external awareness of other people and their thoughts. And I feel like um, a, I feel like being reflective need not be only a self-serving exercise, like I feel like it's a good, I, I am someone who also enjoys hearing and sort of probing into others' reflections. Like that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite topics of conversation is like, oh, yeah, like that made you feel a thing. Like, let's dig into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it is you saying that is is sort of interesting. Like, you know, I've been paying a lot of attention to some of the AI conversations that are happening recently as sort of like a, an interested non-expert, just like what's going on. And this know, idea the of The huge. Um, and this idea of uh, RLHF is sort of a component within the current large language model LLM conversations. And RLHF is real life human feedback, right? It is, it is giving feedback into these language models to help theoretically improve them or to to help them speak in more human ways, whatever. But going through um, sort of review season is interesting for me because I'm realizing like as you're talking about like learning about other people around you or learning about the people that you have relationships, there's a third party reflection that winds Mm -hmm. up happening for me as someone who is delivering reviews and processing sort of this external feedback as and it feels sort of like this like rlhf type of idea right where i am taking a large amount of information synthesizing it delivering it to a person and then having the conversation with them while they're then trying to reflect on the things i'm presenting to them to try and figure out how you're fine-tuning 
the machine, right? That is yourself, right? Like the, the, the idea of like reflection, I think when productive is like, how are you fine tuning something, right? In the case of like you reflecting on your interactions with your partner, then is about like, how can I be happier? How can they be happier? How do we fine tune this system that we're building? I, I don't know. I like this idea that there's like a kind of disembodied reflection where you're like, you zoom out from yourself to, it's like a, your, your spirit form <laughs> is doing some <laughs> reflecting on you. In fact, like when we have talked maybe on the show and outside of it about like, psychedelic experiences like that's what they call it is like you get a a, it's like a disembodied reflection where you can have a new perspective on things separated from yourself it also brought up another idea of like reflection as like to externally reflect to be a kind of like in real life debugging of of like i have i haven't even concluded anything yet but i'm just saying it or like i'm processing it to help me come to a better conclusion like i haven't figured it out but i am in the process of right it like doing a review cycle when you do a review cycle well and like with care and thought is like outsourcing your reflection mm-hmm. right like you can you have a single perspective on yourself on your behaviors right it is coming from that like internal viewpoint that you have and so it is a facilitated reflection process. Yeah. And, and I think that's like, right, there's, there's a version where you're just delivering it unsynthesized by, you know, like here's direct information that was given Here about are you. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I think the way that, that we try to do it is like, what is meaningful in this? What, where are the patterns? here's the information. If this fits with goals that you're trying to accomplish or places you want to go in your career, like let's have a conversation about how you want to process these things. And, and in that way, like within a company is, is sort of like a reflection on the health of the organism because all of it, it's like the company reflecting on itself as opposed to only mm-hmm. like the individual reflecting on itself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, it's worth then saying like these reflective moments, uh, like what is the benefit or how do you teach yourself to reflect better, right? Like rumination being sort of like an easy pat example where it is reflection that is going too far, right? Where you're getting Mm -hmm. stuck in something negative and you're having trouble breaking out of that rut. And there are other sort of psychological examples that sort of fit that in some capacity right depression is often discussed not in all instances in all forms of depression but about sort of like ruts in neural pathways getting stuck and that's why actually um like psychedelic experiences are productive in treating some forms of depression because they just like snap they they basically turn your whole (laughs) brain on or much more of your neural firing there's like an increase in activity that breaks out of those pathways but if you're you know if you're trying to be more effective with reflection like having goals in mind probably is like a more helpful way to do it i think there's sort of even if your goal is just like i want to reflect on my vacation because i really enjoyed it like 
enjoyment can still be an effective like goal in reflection but like if you're sort of going through that cycle of of being like going back to historical events like thinking about why you're doing it or what you want to get from it and then also i think probably reflecting more productively might right like just going back in your head if it's just about enjoyment is probably enough but if you want to take something away from the reflection then pushing more towards external reflection in some capacity whether verbal like in spoken communication or written communication Mm -hmm. will probably be more productive because it will better crystallize whatever the thoughts that you're having are um yeah it feels like the we're collecting a few of these like ways to reflect productively the first is like i think you're saying in service of some goal like is it or is it just like aimless thoughts or is it like to help learn something um the second one you were just saying is some balance of like internal versus external versus facilitated by an additional some party reflection so it is having a a few different angles um Mm -hmm. also a balance of like negative and positive things that you were observing like it's not helpful if you're only focusing on the bad stuff like that's even if it's in service of some goal like that will that will unrealistically reflect <laughs> what is real yeah um yeah it's inter- i mean like all the like the gratitude conversations that you even you brought up right around like thanksgiving or or any of that the, a lot of the reasons psychologists bring up the idea of like even doing just a daily gratitude journal like before bed if you write down one thing or write down three things and doesn't they don't have to be profound or robust you could be like i'm grateful for that sandwich i had today because it was soup. so fucking good it was perfectly yeah. warm but that that <laughs> is then beginning to train habits around reflecting positively at experiences yeah. and starting right. to see the good things when they're happening because i think what reflection does is give you an appreciation of a situation good bad or or other Mm -hmm. and so by training yourself to look for the good things you can have like a more positive reflective experience and again Mm -hmm. like they don't need to be robust like like frankly that's you know i'm thinking about like i don't know if i have a good sandwich or i like go to a park with my family and and sit on the lawn like those experiences are are probably like as uh good as getting a promotion or getting i don't you know a a raise or a compliment or or whatever it is and so i think the idea is like train your reflections to like serve you better Hmm. reward yourself it's like Shoot. pay yourself first but it's like reward yourself first with like positive reflections that like do stuff for you yeah totally i will i will say and i'm i i don't know how you would feel about that like i genuinely have no idea how you feel about this like there are the conversations about externally facilitated reflection that come in the form of like radical candor or sort of like um uh environments of 
like high feedback environments or whatever that I'm, I don't know how I feel about them. Yeah. You know, I think, I think I'm a little bit skeptical of those ideas because I think it can have a tendency to lean towards like hypercritical feedback as sort of like a key line of reflection like you're only telling someone when something is bad well and i think that is the the part of it is it's actually a thing we haven't broached in this conversation but maybe is for another time which is the when of reflection because if it is constant Mm. like you have to be ready to reflect and uh consenting (laughs) to reflecting like if can if reflecting is foisted upon you that's just unsolicited feedback or criticism (laughs) um so yeah that it's interesting um part two maybe and again i think to that point is like how do you prioritize feedback or how do you prioritize where you want to have those discussions right in some ways like an annual review feels like not frequently enough but because it is such a significantly more robust exercise than like the day-to-day things like how do you how do you balance those things out and how do you like get yourself right like if you know an annual review is coming like even two months out you're like slowly ramping yourself up like this thing is coming and you're like ready for it when it's time right well yeah and again that like it starts to just open up this whole other like if reflection comes from you it starts with it and it starts with and is originated through you feedback is inherently originating from other and it is coming at you like you are the recipient you are the object of the sentence right like it is happening to you um and it's absolutely interesting and has like many different implications because that right like how how even just the the prospect of something happening to you can like start to get you reflecting like that they have sort of like this interaction with one another um but yeah i uh yeah well interesting yeah but i mean i think feedback is time, only Joey. useful feedback <laughs> is is only useful when it is facilitated reflection right like it is allowing you to reflect on a thing that you may not otherwise have been able to identify from that first person perspective but if you're not willing to reflect on the feedback and understand it then it is then it is just criticism right like uh even if it's given thoughtfully the last thing i would say is uh, it feels like interesting to think about like the places where you're willing to accept reflection like really like there are places like work we do feedback we do review cycles we do all these things right because there's an incentive for the individual and the company to do that but in other places like relationships i feel like there is less of a tendency and i met someone once who did like an annual review with his wife not on each other but just on like how was the year? And it was like they had like exercises they would go to. They would go away somewhere for a weekend. But the whole experience was about like we're reflecting on us for the year. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I don't know if I could get there, but it. I like that that y'all do that. You know. Yeah, structured, facilitated reflection <laughs> and feedback exchange is not often implemented in those environments, but maybe could benefit could be useful if you're well, down 
Jess, would you like to reflect on this conversation in your wrap-up corner? I feel like we've done a decent job at exploring all of the different bounds of how we reflect. Not just why, which there are many reasons, good and bad, uh, ideally productively, but also the forms that it takes you know, how much we're swirling around in our own, in our own minds, how much we're writing it down, how much we're leaning on a company or a journal or some, some psychedelic to (laughs) make this conversation happen or shift perspectives. But, um, is it strange that we've now reflected about reflection? Does that just reinforce the matter that we are these types we are these types yeah yeah i don't know but i like it (laughs) critical nonsense is a sylvain production brought to you by the grateful bread (laughs) as always we'd like to thank our executive producer and mirror jess vander Yeah, you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Sound Engineer and the productive reflection of our dulcet tones, Alex Contell. We'd like to thank Programming Coordinator and Bike Reflector, Les Jacobs. And thank you to our production crew and ultimate debuggers, Sarah Gilbert and Nora Mestrich. And as always, thanks, Alain. Thank you. Special thanks to Reflection. Sunscreen. And sunscreen. Well. Well. Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Is this my question or your (laughs) question? It's my question? It's your question. Okay. You started it. It Yeah, it was your origin. Okay, I'm not not accusing. I was just wondering. God. God. Joey. It feels like it's obvious. Go into your internal monologue and look at it. Okay. <laughs>